Charlotte, you're the one spinning the web here, girl. Welcome to Less Than or Equal, the podcast about pursuing equality and geekdom by celebrating the diverse and their accomplishments. I'm your host, Aline Sims, and today I am joined by repeat guest Aaron Campbell. Aaron, welcome. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. I'm so excited. I had so much fun the last time you were here, and I got positive feedback about it, too. So um, I... Um, Monday, as we're recording this on Monday, I got a note um, from my boss who was like, yeah, we need you to come to the home office um, in 10 days. And I was like, oh, shoot, I don't have a backlog of podcasts at all. And mm. Aaron, thank you so much for being kind enough to come on again. It was your second time saving my bacon. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, I love what you do. Like I said, when I was on the show the first time, I, I said that I thought you had a really good thing going here. And, and likewise, it was nice to turn people on to your show who'd never heard of you. And and uh, you're doing the Lord's work, as they say. So keep it up. <laughs> well, thank you. So um, we talked a little bit before starting the show and kind of talking about what a rough month January was for both of us. Mm. So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about um, how important self-care is, because it's a topic near and dear to my heart nowadays. Yeah. Um, so you were telling me that January was kind of an overwhelming month for you. Um, mm -hmm. you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've, I've always tried to do in my life is I've always tried to be the girl that has it all. And you hear that a lot of times when it comes to women where they, you know, they try to be the mother and the wife and the soccer mom, and they, they try to have a hobby and then do all of these things. And, and there's a lot of debate in women's communities about whether or not you can have it all or whether or not you do have to concede some things to, you know, keep your sanity or to just keep your, keep yourself healthy. And I've spent a lot of my life being able to successfully have it all. And up until recently, I kind of had the realization, you know, recently I had the realization that I can't have it all. <laughs> um, and especially, you know, as the podcast has taken off, I, I try, I try really hard not to feel like I'm missing anything. Like there are so many opportunities that come from doing the show where people want me to go to events more than I do. And people want me to appear on their shows more than usual. And I feel really bad saying no, not because I'm a people pleaser, but because I want to eat life. Like I don't want to miss a thing. And, and so for January, I was playing World of Warcraft again, two and three days a week and staying up really late to raid. And I was playing magic and practicing for events and working 50 hour weeks and, and recording the show and doing all of these things, which, you know, I thought was something I could do because I'd done it before. And then I really had that realization of you can't keep doing this because I was so tired and I was grumpy and I wasn't feeling well. I didn't look well. And, uh, and that was a big moment just having to say to myself, you, you can't do that anymore. So you stopped playing WoW. I did. You know, I, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I came back largely because some friends that I had raided with before wanted to get the band back together. And as it happens, the band could not be brought back together. So at that point, I started raiding with some strangers that I had met. And they're really lovely, but they're not what I came back for. The old group, and yeah. yeah, and if I can't raid, you know, I really don't want to play. But more importantly, I can't play a game that has a schedule laid out for me. You know, I was raiding two days a week and we were rating Monday and Tuesday. So if you look at your calendar, take a black X and just put it through those two days. That's two days out of your week that you essentially don't have anymore. And 
that's not to say that I necessarily have better things to do on those days, but it's nice to have the option. Right. Um, I know this was the first week that I didn't raid at all. And I watched Hoarders on Monday and ate cashews, which is nothing <laughs> special, but it's nice to say that I can do that. Whereas before you didn't even have the choice. It's like, all right, Monday, I come home from work, I eat a TV dinner and I'm raiding. No questions asked. And, you know, I, I, I can't do that. Like I need to be able to play games that I can put down um, if I have to and not feel like I'm missing anything. Yeah, I um I hear you because I I've always kind of struggled with that balance for myself um and especially as, you know, not that I'm old, but as I'm getting older <laughs> and you know, less capable of running on like 4 or 5 hours of sleep, which I've never mm. done super well, but like now it's like okay, I have a bedtime. Like yeah. like I need to be in bed by 10:30 so I can get up at a reasonable time and, you know, with all my East Coast coworkers and actually be able to spend time communicating with them and you know, it's just and part of me is like, oh, this really is <laughs> the worst. And then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but I feel better. So, yeah. you know, this is this is a good thing. Yeah, I've even had to get used to doing nothing because, again, I'm so used to jamming my schedule full of things and trying to cram so much into 24 hours where now I'm starting to really enjoy that where it's like I will come home and I'll just lay in bed and look at the ceiling and I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have anything to do. And and this is really nice. And even at work, you know, I've always been sort of an overachiever. And, you know, now I'm overachieving less where I've done the daily minimum they require of me. I've done more than that, but I haven't gone. See, I'm not using the word crazy anymore. I was going to say I was going to go crazy. Gone overboard. Sure. You know, I'm not being excessive about that, where I'm even enjoying the last 30 minutes of the day where I make sure that my last half hour of the workday, I can sort of lean back in my chair and have a glass of water and be like, yeah. I'm just going to look at my screensaver until I have to go. And, and, and again, that's something we have to teach ourselves because we're so used to, if there's quiet, what's wrong? There, something must be wrong. You're not doing enough. And no, no, no. <laughs> those, those moments of silence and um, like meditation, I think are important. Mm. Um, just for like, like, my time is, I don't know. <laughs> my time is fragmented and I don't take time out to just stop and think. And I need to yeah. do that more, you know, because I'm, I'm filling it with like, oh, I'm on Twitter and I'm working and I'm talking about work and I'm talking to my husband about his work. And then we're talking about household things. And then my friend is texting me. And while it's not like all of the events that you have and all of the like social obligations that you've decided are important to you. I mean, I have those too, but for me, it's these little things throughout the day that take my attention that make it so um, draining. And it's yeah. so hard for me to step away. And that's mm -hmm. something I'm trying to teach myself how to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's really what it is. You know, you're having to reprogram yourself. And, and you even, you know, when you start experiencing it, you can almost see the warning signs in other people, too, where you're just like, ooh, they need to, they need to reprioritize some stuff, you know? And, yeah. um, and you, you know, you hope that they come to that realization, too, because it's, I think people in general just have a hard time taking care of themselves. And it's not that they don't, you know, like themselves or anything like that. But again, we're just so used to the messages of, of society and we're so used to the demands of being an adult. And, you know, we, 
you know, when I'm an only child, I've been single for a really long time. And I'm typically that friend where when my friends come to me for advice, they're like, well, I got to think about what my boyfriend wants or to think about what my boss wants. And I'm usually that friend that's like, girl, what do you want? And, right. you know, and, and I think you, the people should be a little more selfish than they are. And, you know, I'm always the one encouraging my friends to do what they want to do and to hell with what anyone else thinks. And, you know, I wish I saw more of that. I, I see way too much selflessness at the expense of yourself. And that's not good. Yeah, I, I see that too. I, I do. And um, sleep deprivation and mm. just like, you know, studies are showing more and more that sleep is imperative to good health. So get, yeah. you know, get good sleep. So my friends are like, oh, I'm fine. I got like three hours last night. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're not fine. This is not okay. You're going to break sometime. And when you break, yeah. it's not fun. Because I had that happen in January where my health was just like pretty close to rock bottom. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you gotta, you gotta sleep people. You gotta sleep. Yeah. And if you, if you don't mentally break then you physically break and, you know, and I can do that once in a while, like, don't get me wrong. You know, I had a, a play date the other day, let's just put it that way. <laughs> and, you know, it ran kind of late, but it was, it was a good time. And, you know, that was a situation where I didn't mind getting four hours of sleep. And, right. but I knew the next day that I had nothing to do. So I, you know, I had files to do at work, which made the day go by fast. And then I was able to come straight home and be like, I am going to bed at seven o'clock because I need to catch up from the night before. And and then it wasn't so bad, but could I consecutively do that? No way. Yeah. Oh, you know, when you're little and you think being a grown up is going to be amazing and then you <laughs> wind up being in your early 30s talking on a podcast about how you need to sleep more. Like, what happened, Aaron? I don't know. Considering don't the last either. episode, I was talking about my acid reflux and That's how I have true. to unbuckle my pants after dinner. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, we just bring out the old to each totally. other, I guess. <laughs> Awful. Okay, we got to do better about this. I'll be sure not to apply my Bengay into the microphone. Oh, I'll, thank I'll you. Turn yeah. my arm away. Yeah, I um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you and I uh, talked last, um, I made a trip to my game store. As I nice. said, I would. However, um, we just went to look at board games. I didn't. Um, I didn't look at Magic yet because as you're saying i'm trying to prioritize my time and figure out um Mm -hmm. what goes where but something i noticed um they were having i think it was on a saturday so they were having like a little games tournament um on the in the side of the store they have this like cool a pretty big gaming area for people and i walked in and noticed that every single person sitting there was a guy Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if I was a woman coming into the store right now, like to play, I think I'd turn around and walk out. Mm. And um, I had a really nice conversation with the owners, but I think the next time I go in, I'm maybe going to see if there's something we can do about like, I don't know, starting a chapter of the Lady Planeswalker Society or something <laughs> so that I'm, I don't know. It was it was pretty intimidating for me. 
Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this recently. We uh, we had one of our largest events called a the Pro Tour that happened earlier this month, and it was very uh, it was very startling to some of us because there were no women there. <laughs> there were two women that were able to compete. One of them I knew personally, my friend Jess. Out of over 400 competitors, only two of them were women. I believe none of them had any camera time. Uh, none of the judges were women, so the people that you saw officiating the event were all male. And typically there's one or two female judges that we see circling the tables. We didn't see that this year. There were no women behind the scenes either. And that was very noticeable uh, to those of us watching at home. And for a long time, I used to sort of um, attribute this to Wizards, which is the company that makes magic. So, you know, I would say, Wizards, do something. And the more that I've been participating in, in the social justice aspect side of things, the more I'm starting to realize that I really think it's an issue at the local level. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that Wizards can't do anything, because there's always more that can be done. But I do feel like less of the responsibility should fall on them. Uh, because of stories like the one you said, where, you know, the experiences I'm hearing of from women that are keeping women away from the larger events are happening at the local game store at that level. Um, you know, they're going to the store. The store is either not clean, not friendly, what have you. And that's making them not ever want to come back, which when they hear of a large scale event, then with a hundred times as many people, they're going, well, if the local game store wasn't very nice, what's that going to be like? And, um, but what people find when they go to the larger events is it's a whole different ball game in a good way. Like typically the judges there, there are lots of judges there and you will see more women there um, and you'll see artists there and you'll see, you know, more casual events there. And, and there's just it's just a different beast. Um, but I do feel like a lot of these things are, are starting at the local level and maybe that's where we need to address it. Yeah, because, you know, I would think as someone only, you know, passingly familiar with magic and the whole, you know, event and tournament scene, you know, literally just what I've talked to you and Tifa about. Um, I wouldn't think I'd want to go to a larger event, you know, like mm -hmm. exactly what you were saying. Oh, well, this seemed a little unfriendly and it kind of, you know, made the, made my hackles go raise. And, um, I, I just, I wouldn't think to go to a bigger event. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how we can change that or how, how store owners can change that to make it more accommodating and friendly, um, to people who might not feel welcome right now. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, one thing I do want to say, too, is I, I've been visiting a lot more local game stores since I've started traveling for events. And, uh, you know, I understand how being in a male-dominated space can be intimidating. But there are some good stores out there that, you know, while they are 90% male, they're good guys. And, and mm -hmm. they do, oh my God, you know, what can we do? And, you know, I, I've visited several stores where I've been the only girl and I've had a really great time. And I'm not like a guy's girl or anything. So don't think that I was like scratching my balls and drinking a beer <laughs> to right. fit in. You know, I was still very much myself, but, you know, the guys were nice and the guys were like, you know, hey, you know, think, you know, what do you do? First time coming here. That's a really good deck. You know, I, you know, you are going to be a minority in terms of numbers and things like that. But I, 
I wouldn't automatically let that deter you. Like there are ways to sort of dip your toe in the water and maybe, you know, look around or even if you see people playing, you know, oh, I like that deck and, and you know, kind of gauge how they respond to you. Um, because I've been in several stores that were like that and I've had a really good experience. So, yeah. And I have no doubt that the store would have been a fantastic or will be, if I choose to, a fantastic mm-hmm. place to learn because I did, I sat or stood and talked to the owners for like 15 minutes, just, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of games are you interested in? What do you have at home? What do you play? Oh, you know, maybe play this one. And even, um, one of the owners, it's a husband and wife team, you know, she took me over to um, their little, they have a figurine case. And she was like, this, this is my mage. And she, you know, she pulled her <laughs> out. She's like, this is her, except the hair is not quite right. And I get, you know, and I have no doubt that if I wanted to learn, I could go there and I could learn and they wouldn't put up with anything. I think That's it's good. just, yeah, it's, it's fabulous. And they were like, so friendly. And I, you know, I'd recommend them to anyone based on this one experience there. But, um, you know, it, it's just this um, part of it's like society and mm-hmm. part of it is like what's been going on with Gamergate. And mm-hmm. part of it's just kind of like, you know, these people aren't necessarily like me. And do I want to dip my toe in? And yeah. and um, and I don't know. I just kind of feel like. I don't know. We need we need to work on our messaging, I guess. Oh um, yeah. And get more more people comfortable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I think I think I mentioned this when I was on the previous episode, you know, visibility is everything where, you know, not to like toot my own horn, but I'd like to think that when I go to events, I'm I'm showing people that we do exist and that we do play in events. And one of the reasons I was so disappointed with the pro tour is that, again, no visibility where even if there weren't any female competitors on camera, give us a judge, like give us some right. female presence on camera that we can point to and say, we're here and you know it, it's I think visibility means a lot where you know I like going to stores and I like showing people that we exist and um, you know I I always tell women that too that visibility is key and you know that's that's not to diminish how difficult it might be for them to 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 take that step and go to a game store but it does mean everything just to see another woman like yeah. and even it, mean, it means even something to the guys too because something else we discuss is there are so many guys that want to do better but they have to have someone to do better for, if that makes any sense. I'm not trying to sound like not all men or anything, but, you know, there are guys that are like even judges I know where that are like when I when I see judges at the major events, they're like, we want to help you. We want to make it easier for you. But we need you to be here to do that. You know what I mean? Yep. So Yeah, I totally do. And I think it's, you know, it's just like anything else, like a few, I think a few, uh, how cliche do I want to be? <laughs> I think I just pulled a not all men card. You're free. (laughs) Go to go go nuts. (laughs) Well, I was going to say a few bad apples, you know, can really ruin everything for everybody. And I, I do fully think that, you know, probably most guys would like to see more, more women there and not like in a sexualized way, but in a, oh, hey, let's, let's have different kinds of players with different ways of thinking about different ways of thinking about things and different perspectives in on this. I don't know. Maybe this is my audience is also biasing me because I, I get so many men who are writing me who are like, no, I want this to be better. And I so greatly appreciate that. But I yeah. do think that's the rule rather than the exception. Yeah. Um, 
I really, really do. I don't want to sound like, oh my gosh, all these, you know, like the stereotypical nerdy guy playing magic. No, I don't believe in that type of stereotype at all. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's wrong. I think it's bad. Yeah. And I think it's harmful. Um, yeah. So I hope I didn't sound like that because that's not what I meant at all. But, no, you're totally fine. Um, so, yeah, I just and, you know, I talked to both you and Tifa about this, like, how do we make this better? And I think things like the Lady Planeswalker Society are a really good first step where you have, you know, a group with this intention um, to make make it more diverse and more welcoming and, you know, have rules about that. And, you know, we'll take you aside if you're if you're not helping the situation. And I just think we need that more broadly, not just for magic, you know, mm-hmm. even online support can do wonders. I have a really nasty habit of just snap following women who play magic. <laughs> so I'll see you, you know, somebody will retweet a lady or somebody will favorite that. And Twitter shows you that, of course, and I'll check out her profile, woman magic follow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it is sort of, you know, even if you can't find a lady planeswalker society near you or anything like that, it's still nice to know that people understand. And, you know, if you do shout into the avoid somebody's listening and they can say I've been there this is what I did or you know they can see that you're having a good experience you know I try really hard not to just complain um, I tried a local game store the last couple of weeks uh, called Coliseum Games loved it had a great time and I made sure to say that I was like Coliseum Games clean bathroom good event you know nice people and that way maybe some women will see that and say there are nice stores out there yes and and uh, you know they, that way they won't feel so alone or maybe they'll be more inclined to look for that wherever they are you know yeah but I'm excited because I think um I think we're on a precipice and I don't remember I mean I've said this before I don't remember if it was with you or not um but we're I think that we're kind of on the top of the mountain and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're at the teetering point so I'm hopeful (laughs) that it's gonna teeter in the way of more inclusivity obviously or I wouldn't have the show um rather than you know, going bad. <laughs> Absolutely. No and and I know there was a, yeah, no more bad. And, and uh, going back to the, you know, my time is precious thing that we were talking about earlier, you know, it's also important to spend your time on good and not bad. And, and, you know, realizing that I could spend my time reading Reddit and bathing in negativity, or I could spend my time being surrounded by these lovely people. And I'm just choosing to do that instead. Yeah. And, you know, I know Twitter gets a bad rap for good reason. I'm Mm -hmm. not at all saying it's not warranted, but I have such an amazing community of um, good friends and followers that I've made exclusively because of Twitter. Absolutely. Um, And I think it sounds like you've had that same experience where it's like you have people there who understand Mm-hmm. Um, what you're going through and who you can like lean on <laughs> and talk to and you provide the same for them. And I just love that. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's, again, it's, a, it's, um, it's a situation where you're choosing who to spend time with, you know, do I get negativity thrown at me? Yeah. But I mute them or I block them. I have a very low tolerance for that. And, you know, because of that, I don't deal with a lot of the things that other people deal with. Um, one of my friends gets DMS regularly, you know, questioning her intelligence or, or how she chooses. And I don't stand for that. I just don't. And, and so that leads some people to say mean things about me or to imply that I'm a big, the B word, but I, I have a very positive life because of that, you know? So, so if that makes me a big 
that I'm, I am, you know, picky with who I hang out with and I don't want to listen to your crap, then I'll be that, but I'm happier for it. And I'm, I'm surrounded by positivity because of it. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, people feel like they're, people feel like, you know, you're obligated to deal with them, especially when you become a public figure. Um, there's this attitude of, well, you ain't go block me. You need my downloads. Nah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if, if that's one less listener I have, I'm willing to risk it. And, you know, you've just got to put up those boundaries. And when you do, you'll find you're happier for it because I am surrounded by nothing but love. And, um, and that's not to say that they don't criticize me, you know, they'll, but they're constructive about it, you know? Um, and I think that's something you need to do. You need to say, this is my time. This is who I want to spend it with and, and just stick to those people and, and you'll be fine. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of that with Brianna Wu, um, of giant space cat. They decided not to have a table at PAX East this year because of their harassment and Mm -hmm. threats that they'd received. And so now she's getting like all this blowback, like, Oh, you need to stand up to these people and you need to, you know, do whatever. She's like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What what are you like? What do you think I've been doing for five months? And like, I'm not going to risk my employees getting hurt or harassed or hackled, heckled because of, you know, what I got. I have the PC game coming out. She's like, it's not worth it. And I yeah. totally and completely respect that. Um, I I really hate that she's in that situation, that they're all in that situation. But, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. And Absolutely. whether that's your physical safety or your emotional well-being, it doesn't matter. You've got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And that could, that could even tie into what we talked about earlier, where, you know, taking care of yourself physically, now you're taking care of yourself emotionally and mentally. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, you know, I remember, <laughs> so Law & Order SVU decided to do a, a Gamergate episode, and I didn't watch it. And I was going to ask I, if you did. You know, I'm normally not trigger girl. Like, I, I very rarely get triggered by things, as the Tumblr kids say. Um, but I couldn't even get through the intro. Like, it just it just weirded me out. I was like, this, this, this is too close to home. I had them on me for all of 12 hours. I've seen everything play out. I've gone down the rabbit hole of things they've said. I, I can't. I cannot not do this. And that was the first time I can honestly say I was ever really triggered where I was just like, nope, nope. (laughs) The nope train has left the station. And yeah, I couldn't watch it. And um, yeah, it was bad. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, like I said, you know, there are things that people think because it's people think because it's text or because it's the Internet that it shouldn't hurt you. But, yeah, there are things that you look at. I did a Reddit AMA. I don't know why. (laughs) um, Last month. And, yeah, I can't even look at it because it went so far downhill. We're even just looking at, you know, I cut it off at a certain point and I can't go back because even thinking about going on that page makes me physically ill. Um, And that's just something I have to do for my own well-being, taking care of myself and I won't do it. I can't even imagine. So how how did that go while you were doing it? <laughs> like, as opposed to like, we all know what like Reddit devolves into or, or I mean, even what it starts as. But, but was it OK to start or was it just bad from the the get-go it was okay to start to be fair a lot of the the downhill I certainly contributed to um so it started off positively enough I I've had what they call a tilting problem throughout the years where I don't lose very well I, I have a problem with losing and I haven't always been the nicest person through the years when I play competitively and it was a situation where I didn't realize 
what a public figure I had become. And when people saw that it was my AMA, people brought back old memories. And it Mm -hmm. was one person said, I played against you three years ago and you were the rudest person I ever played against. And, you know, people that weren't willing to let that slide or people that demanded apologies. And I'd never faced that before. I'd always assumed, well, I, you know, nobody's going to know who I am. I'm just some random girl. And no, (laughs) Um, I have grown a lot since then. And people don't forget get those kinds of things. And, you know, a lot of it was just me having to confront old memories and and apologize for things I had done. And then after that happened, there were people that I'd never met before where they were just sort of dogpiling at that point. Mm. And, you know, the people who I had one person tell me that I should be more respectable on social media because wizards, people follow me. And, you know, I had one person say, you know, whatever, you know, and, you know, so it went to it went from being things that I genuinely did wrong and had to own up to, to people just trying to take advantage of that. And even people just wanting to see you do badly, you know, Mm -hmm. the people that wanted an apology for the way I treated them, I certainly gave them one. And I certainly did feel bad about that. But did that get any upvotes? No. (laughs) You know, it was the person saying you're the rudest person I ever met that got 75 upvotes and me giving a humble, well thought out, sincere apology that got downvoted. And that was weird. It's like, why would you want, why would you want to see somebody be taken down like that i don't understand like i would think you'd want to see somebody do well and 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 grow from that and promote that don't promote somebody telling me i'm terrible i don't get that well reddit is i mean there are parts of reddit that are wonderful but there are some that are just you know some some of those subs are just bad (laughs) it's just it's bad news yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I tend to stick to the uh, I stick to the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddits, <laughs> and I stick to the Pretty Little Liars subreddits, <laughs> um, and those are like the safest places that I go to. And and I've started interacting in the magic one, but very much on the peripheral peripheral that that word yeah yeah Um, pretty much that um but yeah it was definitely a a sobering experience (laughs) yeah i'm sorry no i did it it was (laughs) it was totally me going you know i uh i'd seen somebody else doing an ama and it was purely a case of i'm a bigger podcaster than you i should do an ama and you know me just trying to you know show my ep and it didn't really work (laughs) But I will say that there were some people that did appreciate my approach and 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 thought it was very classy how I handled the situation. So I feel like I did win in in some regard. But as a whole, it was pretty traumatizing. (laughs) Well, honestly, one of the biggest skills I have learned, because I I am a very proud person and it Mm. it actually bothers me because I'm a very proud person. Um, (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's like one of those contradictory parts of my nature, I guess. But I, I, um, I am proud. I have always been proud. And um, even when it's not warranted. And one of the hardest things I have ever had to learn to do was to step back and be like, you know what? I've been inappropriate. Like I've been, I don't know, quick to anger or, you know, I, I didn't speak properly or whatever. And I apologize. Like those are some of the hardest words I've ever had to speak. And unfortunately I have to speak them a lot more than I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always appreciate seeing that in other people too, because it's kind of affirming. It's like, Oh yeah, that's, you know, this is, this is really how you handle a situation. Like, Instead of getting offended, like you can't change the fact that, you know, their feelings were hurt or whatever, but you can say, you know, I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant to do. Mm-hmm. And it's humbling. And I need oh, to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, I I spent a good week after that just sort of reevaluating myself and and really taking that in and and I have been better since that happened and um you know it was definitely a wake up call and I'm glad it happened. You know, there's there's the the byproduct of it. Like I can't go back and look at that page ever again, right. but you know, I did take I I chose to take something positive away from it and and ultimately I'll be better for it. And I really respect that. That's yeah. that's the best you can do. Yeah. So something we talked a little bit before the show about this, too, is um, we we thought we might discuss a little bit how um, businesses cater or don't cater toward women. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I'm just going to like be blunt about it, because why not? Um, so you were you were telling me about, I guess, an experience that you'd had recently oh, or, yes. or something that you'd seen. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? So my friend Matt had posted a, uh, a screenshot of a flyer that a local game store was using to promote one of their events. And it was so ludicrous. On the right side of the picture, there was this model-looking woman with bl- with brown hair blown by a fan. She's in a, a tight red bandage dress. And yes, I know it's a bandage dress. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> but she's just she just doesn't fit in with the flyer at all. And uh, it says something along the lines of like come to sexy magic to sexy what sexy magic tuesday and there's all these you know it lists the prizes it lists what the event is and it was just so tacky i wasn't even offended like when i saw that i laughed i was like like, right what is this and this doesn't even make sense it gets better. So the, the name of the store was written on the bottom. They had their logo and they're called the Hackers Man Cave. Nice. Be with me. <laughs> um, so I decide to look them up. I'm like, all right, this doesn't sound like the first time they've done this. So, you know, I stalk <laughs> people for a living because of my show. So I did some digging and and I found a, uh, a blog post that was um, a review of their store when they first opened. And uh, come to find out that they uh, they are a, a game store that also sells foodstuffs, like specifically hot sauces. I don't really get hot okay. sauce and gaming all right whatever do you um but i'm reading this blog post and there's quotes from the owner and he says you know we wanted to create a place for men oh no because there you aren't know. enough of those right and okay. then we, so they scroll down they scroll down and the reviewers talking about the fact that they serve food there and he explicitly he specifically uses the phrase man food okay Woo-woo. Like, we don't understand. Like, are we talking pork rinds? Are we talking (laughs) man food? Like, what? And I'm just reading this whole thing. And I was just blown away. And, And I tweeted about it. And I was like, why... Even if you are hesitant to call it a feminist issue, because some people still don't like that word or they they won't go anywhere near social justice things. At least we can admit that it's just bad business where why would you turn away an entire demographic that has money and that wants to spend money? Like, it's just stupid. And it just blew me away that they would be so just, you know, ignorant about it. And, And it's not the first time that that's happened. Well, and what is it that women are approximately 50% of the population and they control (laughs) more household spending money? I'm getting this all wrong. But it's like basically women are the people in the households that spend the money and Mm -hmm. they're the ones who buy, you know, they're half the population buying things. And like, so it's not even that you're like, potentially cutting everything in half like your revenue in half it's Mm -hmm. that 
you're cutting more than that because they spend more money and why? <laughs> like, I, just, I mean, I make a pretty good living. And I mean, I go to events regularly. I'm paying for my air, my airfare. The deck that I play in modern is an over a thousand dollar deck, like not to wave my sheep peen or anything, but I paid for that. Every card in that is mine. I used my money. Like when I go to my game store, I'll drop $50 in cards without blinking. Like I have no problem spending my coin like that. And, you know, to have somebody say, you don't want my money, like you don't want my, you don't want my money. Like I'll take my money here. And that's just so strange to me as a podcaster. I know that my podcast isn't really a business. Like I don't really make money off of it, but I would never turn someone away from my show. Like whether you're a casual magic player or you're a competitive magic player, you're a male magic. I want everyone listening to my show. I would never specifically say, only standard players can listen to my show. Only pros can listen to my show. Oh, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. And, and two, if we flip this around, what would happen if someone opened a gaming store catering toward women? Like, oh, my God. We would never hear the end of it. Right. It would be those man-hating wenches or, you know, kind of bird. You know, you know, it would never fly. It would never fly. I had an incident similar to this uh, back in May of last year. I was going to a Grand Prix, which is like the second largest magic event if we're going on like a tier system. Pro Tour is the biggest and then there's Grand Prix. So I was going to a Grand Prix in Minneapolis. And I actually still have the flyer if you want to see it. It's so tragic. So there was a flyer for an after party that was taking place after the GP and DJ Spruik was one of the sponsors. Uh, Quiet Speculation is a finance website, a magic finance site. They were one of the sponsors. And a company called Sign and Blood, they make uh, play mats and life pads. And these three were getting together to organize this event. And there was a flyer. And uh, so it had all of their logos and that there was going to be a DJ. And on the lower left-hand side of the flyer, it said, Live Hot Girls. <laughs> and then on the right, I'm not even done. And then on the right-hand side of the flyer, it said, Just kidding. There won't be any girls. <laughs> I know. So I saw this and I tweeted them. And I know Spruik for a fact is like super liberal, like vegan, Jewish, liberal. I don't know how he endorsed this. So, of course, I tweet them all. Right. And I was like, you know, because there won't be any women in Minneapolis. Right. Or I said something snarky like that. And Spruik immediately was like, um, I didn't endorse this. Like, I don't want my name on this. So there's immediately this uproar where Spruik didn't know anything about it. Quiet speculation assumed it was being taken off. And the other sponsor had left it on there. And so the other two sponsors were like, we will pull our sponsorship if that flyer does not get fixed. We are terribly sorry. The third sponsor completely dug his feet into the mud and was like, screw you. I'm tired of people telling me what I can't. Uh-oh. Um, so he completely like dug his heels in, was not going to change the flyer, thought that we were like the PC police and he was tired of us telling him what to do. And, and I knew that this guy wasn't terrible. I knew that there was goodness there somewhere. Uh, he so, sounds pretty terrible. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. So, so after like, so after thirty minutes of him losing his mind on Twitter, he finally asked if he can call me. He's like, "Can we talk about this?" And I was like, "Sure." So I excuse myself from my desk and I take the call. And again, it was a matter of somebody not understanding that they are a business now. Simon Blood is a company that started out of his house, so he went from being just your average computer geek to to being a business owner and. 
you know, like we said on the last show, I love the word tranny. I'll say tranny chaser when I'm amongst my friends. I'll listen to, you know, things like that. I'll say hot tranny mess when I'm with my friends. But when I'm public, I don't say those things. So if he's hanging out with his friends, I could maybe understand how those references might be fine. But you're a business now. You can't say those things publicly. And he just didn't understand that. And and I was willing to give him a pass on that because he just, you know, like, like I said, he wasn't used to thinking as a company. And once I explained it to him, I was like, you know, you're essentially cutting off an entire demographic that could be going to this party. Let us let us give you money. <laughs> you know, right. don't don't not take our money. Don't detract us from that. And then when we did have a nice conversation, he understood and he was like, I do need to start thinking of things as my business self rather than my personal self. And he's gotten much better since that happened. And he's actually, like I said, a really good guy. But, you know, it was somebody who'd never had to think of that before. He went from being just responsible for himself and his own actions to suddenly you're a company and and you're an LLC. And um, I can understand the, you know, the learning curve or the, um, the making some mistakes in that transition. Yeah. And especially when you're unused to thinking about things in terms of excluding people, you know? Yeah. We've talked about this in the magic community a lot, which is public images of our pro players, you know, people who they go from being the average guy at the magic store to suddenly they've won a magic event. They get a burst of a thousand followers. They're suddenly on the mothership. People know who they are and nobody tells them, you know, what to do now where you're not just that guy at the game store eating cheese and crackers and playing magic 10 hours a day. You are a somebody now. You're a public figure. And there's no, like, you know, instruction book on how to handle that. So you are seeing the pros make very public mistakes um, socially. Um, and, and you know, the we have to make the decision whether or not we're going to allow that or whether we're going to come down on them for that. And, you know, it's something nobody teaches you. And I've even had to learn that as my show gets bigger, too. And, um, you know, it's it's an interesting time. It is. Well, and I face it, you know, with my show. So one piece of feedback I got recently um, from a listener was you had someone on who talked about how she wasn't going to or she was trying to not use the word crazy anymore. And at what point do we you know, does this become something where we're being like too PC and too like um, like we're not able to communicate because we have to patrol our words so carefully? Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't responded to the listener yet because I um, I want to make sure that I have time and space to do so. But, you know, I feel like we're in this era of um, increased knowledge and increased increased access to people from so such a broad um, pool, I guess. And. Like if I'm hurting somebody by the things I'm saying, by a word I choose to use or my tone of voice or something like that's something that I would appreciate them to tell me about, like if they Mm -hmm. tell me about that. But it's also like ultimately it's up to me whether I decide to act on that or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Like saying crazy, that's alienating a lot of people with mental health issues so I can get behind. Okay. I'm not going to say that anymore. And I'm still working on that. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but also like I'm a public figure and I'm used to making, you know, jokes about a certain race or a certain, you know, people from a certain religious background or another gender. (laughs) And this is Mm -hmm. what I do. And, um, I guess it it comes down to like, you've got to decide 
what you're going to do. Yeah. But if you're alienating a lot of people all the time, you're you're going to be in trouble a lot, I guess. I think it also matters how you handle the situations, especially the ones you you make a mistake on. I was uh, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and uh, somebody on my Twitter feed had made a comment and I cracked the joke of, well, that's like being the fastest person at the Special Olympics. And I didn't. I said it. I'm not saying I didn't say it, but it was only after somebody brought it to my attention. They said, you know what? I have a family member who was in the Special Olympics and was very proud that they were there. And I owned it. I was like, I and I asked them first. I was like, you know, would you like me to delete it? And he was like, well, it's up to you. And I was like, you know what? No questions asked. I'll delete it. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. And I I think more importantly is how you handle that. Mm -hmm. We had a situation uh, earlier this month where um, they revealed the first ever transgender character character in Magic the Gathering. Uh, Alesha, who smiles at death, is trans. And when that... I know. I was ecstatic. When that news broke, though, there were people that were rightfully asking questions of, what does this mean? How do I say this? And there was one person in particular, a public figure. I'm not going to name her name yet. (laughs) If you ask, I will tell you, because that's how I roll. Um, But anyway, so she she made a comment, basically, and she was like, well, that means Alesha's a man. And we were like, could you could you rephrase, (laughs) Um, you know, and she wouldn't. And had she said that, I was more concerned with how she reacted to the criticism. Not that she said it, because I think we all make mistakes. But you can either say, I didn't know. I'm sorry. End of story. Mm -hmm. Or you can dig your heels in and say, why are you trying to tell me what I can say? And then that's where I lose respect for you. Um, If somebody makes a mistake, I'm very cool with it, depending on how they react to it. And because she lost her mind and got passive aggressive and really explosive, I couldn't deal with her anymore. And I'm like, all right, you got to go. Had she simply been like, Aaron, I didn't know won't happen again. Cool. We can still be friends. I think that counts more than the the initial incident. I totally agree. And I think that's part of why I have this show is because it's kind of a way to teach people, one, those things that um, maybe we should learn to phrase differently. And Mm -hmm. um, but but also like we don't have to be perfect. There's no Mm -hmm. no such thing as perfection. And and I, I completely agree with you. You know, if I say something that offends someone, I sure hope that they'd write to me so that I could <laughs> apologize. You know, and I, I've had this happen in my personal life. I recently lost a friendship that I held very, very dear because they misunderstood something I said. They misinterpreted it like grossly, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> grossly misinterpreted <laughs> something I said and did not give me the opportunity to, to apologize. They just stopped talking to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I will eat my words. I will, I do not mind at all apologizing. So, you know, because this is how we grow, right? This is how we become better people. And that's why I have the shows like one, so I can learn how to be a better person and kind of take people along the, you know, along for the ride. Like I'm learning about this stuff you know, if you want to, you're welcome to come along with me. But yeah, apologizing is number one. 
It's also so much easier, you know, in the, in the situation I described with the, you know, the local magic celebrity who'd made a mistake, she kept talking about how we wouldn't drop the subject and how it kept snowballing. And I was like, Charlotte, you're the one spinning the web here, girl. I'm like, you know, you're the one that's keeping it going. And her name's not Charlotte. That was a play on the book. I was trying yeah, to be no, snarky. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> you know, but I was like, you're the one spinning the web, girl. I was like, all you had to say was, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's it. We wouldn't still be talking about this if you weren't dragging it out. And I can think of other situations in the magic community where people have the guy from Minnesota with the Minnesota incident. If he just said he was sorry and put a period at the end of it, the case is closed. We wouldn't still be talking about it. But you're the one kicking up dust. You're the one wondering why we're still talking about it because you're letting us talk about it. You're making us want to keep talking about it. It's just so much easier to just, you know, tie a knot at the end of your sorry. And and that's it. It takes less than 30 seconds. It's so easy. Yep. And you don't even have to necessarily agree with everything, you know, yeah. like there are some things where I'm, I'm like, no, you, you need to you need to understand what I'm saying here. But mm-hmm. like even just like a, I'm sorry, I didn't intend to hurt your feelings. Like, yeah. OK, like I can I can work with that, <laughs> you know, yeah. like we're not always going to agree, but you just got to learn to work with other people or you're not going to go far. I guess some people do. Well, we talked about this, too. It's it's asking yourself what you're willing to fall down and die for, where, you know, yeah, I like using Trinity with my friends, but am I prepared to lose dozens of listeners over it? No. Am I, you know, the Special Olympics joke, you know, I thought it was a joke. Clearly it wasn't. I could have easily dug my heels in and said, you know what? I'm not deleting it. This is my page. But is that something I really want to go down for? No. You know, I'll go down for, let's say somebody doesn't like my user picture because I'm showing a little bit of side booty. I'll fall down and die for that. (laughs) But, you know, do I really want to fall down and die for a Special Olympics joke that wasn't even that funny? Just picking your battles. It's just not something I want to go down for. Yeah, I agree. So... Tell me about your new podcast. Oh, my goodness. It's really, man. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling a little bored with my show. Um, You know, I I do feel like I'm not as challenged by as as I used to be. And I do feel like I've sort of been given this platform and I kind of want to do more with it. So I got the idea the other day to make a female counterpoint to a lot of the other magic podcasts that are out there. Uh, It's a very typical format to have just three or four guys sitting around drinking a beer and talking about magic. And Lord knows I love some of those shows, but it's really tired. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a network for magic podcasts called MTG cast, and you can literally just scroll down and the majority of the shows follow that format. It's like, listen to Jason, Doug and Frank as they talk about magic. And then you scroll down, listen to Paul, Evan and Adam as they discuss micro brews. And then you go down one more, listen to Julian Franco and Sven as they, and it's just like, really like this is a it's a format okay but there's never been anything like a female equivalent of that before you know we have we have a couple of podcasts that have a female co-host or we have a podcast that has two ladies on board but there's never been a regular show that has been a panel of women every single week and i got the idea i've done several episodes of my own show like that i call them roundtable episodes and i've done them like once every six months and they've been received pretty well. And I was like, why don't I just do it regularly? Like, let's just do it. So I put out the call to Twitter 
not thinking anything of it. <laughs> and before I knew it, I had more responses than I knew what to do with, where I'm currently sitting on 12 to 15 names. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I almost I'm starting to feel really bad now because they're all great girls and they are smart and funny and they want to do it. And I'm just like, I didn't expect this. Like, I I'm going to have to choose. And this really sucks because you're all amazing. And uh, I guess it's a good problem to have. But I just didn't expect this. Uh, and I certainly didn't expect the the um, the signal boost that I got from people, especially men. Like there were men retweeting going, yes, like I am in. This is so refreshing refreshing, please make this happen. And that to me was sort of a, um, you know, a, a encouragement that we really do need this. Like this is clearly lacking in our community and I'd love to be the one to, to make it happen. So. That's great. Um, have you thought about doing like a rotating panel or do you want it to be the same three or four people every week? You know, I'm going to have to, <laughs> you know, the, the plan originally was that I was going to do, it was going to be me and three other ladies. And I kind of had certain character traits that I wanted them to, you know, have, like I wanted a lady who emphasized or who focused on judging. Like I wanted a magic judge and I wanted a lady who was better than the rest of us competitively. And ideally I wanted more of a quiet type, you know, so that we're not all just three loud mouths. You know, we do have that quiet girl in the back who doesn't talk much, but when she does, she lets out a zinger and that's really awesome so so I had these archetypes that I was originally trying to fill and because I got so many awesome responses I really do want all of these women to have a little bit of the limelight if I can so so I think what I'm going to end up doing is sort of have a like a, a backup roster and if any of the other co-hosts can't make it or they just don't feel like recording I can call any one of these dozen ladies and say hey you want to come on and and it can be um, business as usual but um, like I said, it wasn't part of the plan, but I, I can't say no. There's just so many awesome. And I, even now I'm still getting responses of, hey, I wasn't on Twitter yesterday, but I saw this. Please consider me. I can't say no, you know. <laughs> so when do you think you're going to start? Um, man. Well, what I'm thinking of right now is so I have next week's episode coming out Monday and then I have an episode coming out the following Monday. So I'm squared away for March 23rd. Sorry, February 23rd and March 2nd. <laughs> so that's fine. Don't get me in March already. Eric. I can't handle it. <laughs> Oh, man. So I'm, I'm good for my next two episodes. But I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to take about a month off from doing the deck tease. I'm going to finalize the cast, um, the four people, the three people that I want to join me. I'm going to figure out the schedule, the day that works best for us. And ideally, I'd like to release uh, sometime in early March. And uh, my my current website that sponsors me is totally behind it. Um, they're they're happy to host me. No questions asked. And uh, and this is what I wanted. I feel inspired again. I'm so excited and I'm rejuvenated. And, and this is what I wanted because I really haven't been feeling that with my own show lately. Well, you have a lot of episodes. How many episodes do you have of the deck tease now? Uh, this one coming up will be 124. So I've been doing this about two years. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a while. You know, it is, but I, like I said, I, part of the Part of the joy of doing this show before was, like you said, you know, you do the show because you're learning as well and people can come on that ride with you. And when I first started doing the show, it was such a trip to get these people on my show where I would have a really big name and I would be squealing on the show. Be like, oh, and my <laughs> guests would squeal with me. But and this sounds so 
I guess this is going to make me kind of sound like a jerk, but as the show has gotten bigger, I don't have that feeling anymore where Mm -hmm. I'll have a nine time GP winner pro tour champion and I'll be like, nah, it's just Paul. I don't get those butterflies anymore. Mm -hmm. I've gotten sort of jaded because I can have anybody I want on my show. And, you know, I miss that. I miss that feeling of, oh, someone's coming on the show. And and I just don't have that anymore. It it feels very business as usual. Um, I feel like I've proven myself as as a good podcaster. There's just nothing left to prove anymore. There's no challenge. There's no, it's just, um, yeah, it's just sort of going through the motions a little bit. I do not have that with this show. Um, <laughs> I still every week when, you know, when I don't have anything lined up, I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know what's going to happen this week. And it always <laughs> like it always pulls through. I'm so grateful to people who are like willing at the last minute to come on the show or like when I need to record three in a week, they're like, yes, I'm there for you. Like, I'm so grateful that I have that. But yeah. there are some times where I'm just like, I'm I, I don't know what I'm going to do for Monday. Like, and it'll be Wednesday and the show needs to get edited and but um but I can I've I've had that in other areas of my life where I've been like you know I this isn't it anymore Mm -hmm. I need to figure out a way to spin it a little yeah and and I I fully intend on going back to the show you know the way that I like to compare this is uh, are you familiar with a country singer named Miranda Lambert I know the name but I don't really listen to country much Okay, well, she's kind of like new country and she's really badass. So if you like tough chicks, she's a lot of fun. So she had a solo career and and she still does. But she took a break for a little while and she formed a group called Pistol Annie's, which was also really cool. And then she did her thing with Pistol Annie. She released two albums with them. And then she went back to being awesome Miranda Lambert. And that's sort of how I'm equating this where, you know, I'll put the deck tees down for a month, do this show, release some episodes, see what people think about it and if people really, really like it, maybe I'll stick with it. But if not, I, I, I have no problem with the deck tees. I just need that shot in the arm again. And I mm-hmm. think this creative outlet will really do that for me. Yeah, it's always it's always good to get a new perspective on things. Yeah. And just to feel challenged again, like I said, where this is certainly going to have its share of challenges, but it's very different than what I deal with on my show. It, it's a whole different set of challenges. And, um, and I'm actually kind of excited about that. Bring it on. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So we're pretty close to an hour. Is there anything else you want to dis- discuss today? No, I'm I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I'm, I always enjoy talking to you, Erin. I'm so glad you volunteered to come on. Yeah. Uh, so how can people find you online? Well, I am predominantly on Twitter at Original Estrus. That is O-R-I-G-I-N-A-L-O-E-S-T-R-U-S. Uh, my show is on Twitter at The Deck Tease. Uh, the show is on GatheringMagic.com. It comes out every Monday. You can also find the show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Um, you can email me at Estrus. That's O-E-S-T-R-U-S at ElitistJerks.com. And that's a real email address. Um, people seem to think that that's not real, but Elitist Jerks was a website and uh, it, it did exist and that's where I got my email address from um, and other than that I'm, I'm pretty accessible so you can reach out to me and I will probably reply to you and uh, and I love hearing from people so come say hi okay and you can find the show on Twitter at less than or equal if you have feedback suggestions for guests or would like to be a guest please go to less than or equal.com and fill out the contact form and if you have a few minutes it would be wonderful if you'd really oh, it would be wonderful if you'd 
I'm horrible. Do you if you can make it through the sentence? I know. <laughs> Story of my life. If you have a few minutes, it'd be wonderful if you'd leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Until next time on an internet near you, I'm Aline Sims for Less Than or Equal.